back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mail Right Show. It's episode number 357, and John and I are both back from vacation. John has, well, that's not true. I'm back from vacation. John, through a major, huge event for another one of his uh, projects, for another one of his businesses. Oh, no, that's next week. I, oh, that's, that's next week. Oh, yeah. So you, I'm not do- I went to WordCamp USA, but that was almost two weeks ago. That's where I was going to. And you went off to Germany, didn't you? And I went off to Germany. I went off to Berlin. But we're excited to be back. And today what we're going to be talking about, or at least I'm excited to be back. I won't speak for the royal we this particular time around. I will say that Robert Newman is excited to be back on the Mail Right Show. And what I'm excited about today is, uh, number one, I'm getting a lot of calls again, which is what inspired today's subject, because the calls have officially started to shift. And John has uh, agreed that we should be talking about this stuff. And here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about all the various parts of real estate that accelerate when the buy-sell market slows down. All right? We're going to talk about that because there's lots of uh, diamonds in the rough inside the real estate market. And I'm starting to get a lot of calls on them. Motley Fool, my investment company, is starting to email me a lot because, believe it or not, when the market gets uncertain, a lot of people, a lot of investors, a lot of people with money run to various parts of real estate to shelter some of their money, regardless of interest rates. So we're going to talk about that a little bit this show with the thought that what if any of this appeals to you, then you're going to do the digital marketing to go along with it. So before we get into that, before we dive deep and get all excited, John? Why don't you explain to everybody who who you are? And by the way, give us like a 30-second recap of WordCamp. Like, what is it? And did you have a good yeah, time? Sure. Yeah, sure. Thanks for that, Rob. Um, so I'm the joint founder of MailRight. We're a boutique um, real estate agency and platform. We build um, semi or full custom websites on WordPress. Plus, we've got a suite of tools that will help you be get digital leads online and market to them. And we also provide a, a really great CRM system, a, a basic one, but a really easy one to utilise. And about WordCamp, WordCamp USA is where Word, WordPress runs over around now between 42 to 44% of all websites on the internet. It's a CRM, a content management system. It's what Rob uses in his own agency. It's what I utilize in mine. Um, it's really flexible, really powerful. And, um, the WordCamp US is run by um, the company that is behind WordPress, which is a company called Automatic, um, mm-hmm. founded by the joint founder the joint individual that developed WordPress, uh, Matt Melweg. Um, he owns Automatic and he has the road. He has the copyright of WordPress. He does, um, WordPress is open source, but um, Matt has the trademark and the legal right to utilize WordPress, mm-hmm. um, the word and the logo, that's all in his name. But the actual software is open source and isn't owned by anybody. It's open, it's owned by a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that foundation is also owned by Matt Wellweg, but it is a non-profit organisation. Got you. Well, thank you for the update. Did you uh, did you learn what you wanted to learn? Explore, experience what you wanted to experience. Well, um, it was a it was a bit of a strange experience because of COVID. Normally at this event, it, it's a kind of quasar trade show, but also a public where developers, copywriters, content writers, all sorts of people, general public, and it's normally between two and a half to three and a half thousand people go to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that expensive to actually go to the two to three days of the conference. It's about mm-hmm. $40 because it's heavily sponsored. Um, but this year, because of COVID, they limited the seats to only 650 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was much, it was practically a trade show. It was just all the people. Um, there was, um, there was a, a vendor hall, but basically they were selling to one another. But it was, in some ways, it was quite good for that because it was much smaller and it was just people who are selling plugins, themes, services. So it was much easier to meet people and have meetings. I, I um I did about sixteen to seventeen. I was a official media partner of the mm-hmm. event. So I took the opportunity to do about 17 interviews over the three days. Mm-hmm. Um, little miniature interviews, about 15, 20 minutes each. And uh, then I partied afterwards. I went to you, some free- when you say many interviews, are you saying you're interviewing employees? Are you saying that you were giving interviews to media outlets or bloggers or whatever? Um, to vendors, to people, you know, um, to people that I invited um, that were there um, and we had a chat about WordPress, about their business, and I pushed it to my WP Tonic YouTube channel and my LinkedIn page and various other outlets. To put. Huzzah! All right. Well, that sounds really cool. And I had a lot of fun in Berlin, but guys, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring you up to that because it wasn't even remotely work related, and uh, and I'm not gonna get into it. So I it's don't have even, it's, Yeah, but it's more interesting than what I've just said. Uh, well, it might it, it uh, boy oh boy <laughs> is that subjective. Um, okay, so moving on. Here's what we're gonna talk about today. Um, today we're going to talk about probably briefly based on the available time that we have left, but we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the shining stars inside the real estate industry. And I've been starting to get a lot of calls from these people like REOs and short sales and bank affiliates and master plan community people. And here's, here's why, here's why everybody is either gearing up getting out in front of what they perceive to be a market shift, there's almost nobody left. And I want to see if you would agree with me. Nobody left in the U.S. that is now saying the other shoe has dropped. The Fed seems to be intent on raising rates. Like, again, uh, most real estate salespeople that I know, which I know thousands upon thousands, are sitting here going, the market is changing. Think like things are changing, right? Do you agree with that? John, are you getting the same information from the, the real estate people that you're talking oh, about? Oh, I would say there's no doubt about it, but I you know we had some private conversations and 
I was quite pessimistic over a year ago, wasn't I, about where yep. the market was going. And yep. um, I was very pessimistic about um, Zillow and uh, um, Redfin and Open Door. You know, um, <laughs> I've publicly stated that I consider Redfin and, well, I'm not, I wasn't very polite about my views about Redfin, but there we go. I'll just leave you at that. Let's keep it fr- fr- family fr- friendly. Let's keep it family friendly, shall we? Correct. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's, here's the sections of real estate that do get exciting when the market gets uncertain because people don't stop buying and selling real estate. That, that is a misnomer. And just because John and I are are talking about being pessimistic does not mean that there's a lot of activity inside the real estate business and that there isn't, there is right now, if you consider this a calm, as it, as it calms down towards the end of the year, I also think it's calm before a certain kind of storm. Is it a calm before the storm of the first time home buyer getting in the market? No, this is a bad time for that person. There's a few really bright spots out there, these minority loans that are happening. And I know some of you are really tuned into those. And that's a couple of bright spots for the average person buying a home. Now, who is sitting on the sidelines waiting to make shit happen? Your people that already have wealth or some degree of wealth, a few million dollars at least, okay? Parking your money in real estate during an uncertain market is literally one of the top strategies of serious investors. Would you disagree with that, John? Is you know, well, you know, it's all about timing, isn't it? It's all about timing. You know, um, if if you you know, I would say nine. I think it's statistically proven that ninety percent of millionaires in the U.S. made their money out of real estate investing. Right. Um, but it's all about the timing, baby. It is all about the timing. And it sure is looking as more and more people are sending me emails saying that they've decreased prices. It sure does look like pricing is starting to get interesting. But is pricing starting to get interesting for most people with money in the mid markets? Nah, they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Where does movement happen? The last time the market slowed down, uh, Christoph Chu and I noticed that they're at a certain moment there was major movement in the 5 to $10 million luxury space. There is a certain level of buyer that will literally come in and scoop up properties in cash, even if they don't necessarily have yeah. the, like, the reason to purchase. You, you hit a market yeah. condition. Can I say something quick? Um, I think what I just wanted well, to say. Well, you say very little quick, but sure, you can say something. <laughs> well, I'll try and make this quick. Um, I've I've noticed. I just want to see if you think I'm correct about this. Um, there's certain areas in northern Nevada where I live, mm-hmm. where the property is normally extremely expensive, and not many properties come on the market. And when they do, they normally sell well over normal listed value. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a small town village called Genoa. There's certain areas in the Reno area. There's certain areas in Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. where the properties come up. They very rarely come up. And when they do, you normally pay well over what you should to to buy it. Mm-hmm. And what this is, that's probably when 
more property will come up, and when it does, it you won't be. There will be opportunities to get it at a, a, a reasonable price. Put it that way. So mid-level luxury. For those of you who are listening, who who consider yourselves to be serving the top two to five percent of your marketplace, now is the time that you should be thinking about crafting strategies. And the way that I would be crafting those strategies, because we are a digital marketing show, we are a marketing show. The way that I would be crafting those strategies is I would be specifically talking about them on my social media, mid-level luxury, sound smart, get out in front of that market segment. That's one market segment. Just get out in front of it. Say, these are the homes that we're looking at. We, these are the homes that I'm going through my database of past buyers and sellers and looking for movement. There are people that may have bought at the height of the other market that now have to move the home at a slight loss or a significant loss for whatever the reason. Some people bought during the pandemic because of work rules yeah. that got changed. Certain people at levels like the average engineer here in California working for Amazon or Disney is making 180 to 225 per year. So those people uh, made assumptions, moved out of the state. I know at least one person of my personal acquaintance that has to move back into the state because the work rules that he worked out of the state, uh, that he moved out of the state under during the pandemic, they changed. And then they told him that if he stayed where he was at, he was going to take a significant pay cut. They called it a cost of living adjustment or some, something like that. And so he faced with, oh, I'm really not going to make that much more anyway. He's moving back. That's the bottom line. So that's one segment. Another segment, ladies and gentlemen, property management and leasing. These are usually very unpopular topics inside the real estate space. But ladies and gentlemen, there's a few different ways that we can get in touch with investors. Now, investors are going to be a big part of this conversation, big part of this podcast, a big part of the show there, which, which I'm going to get into. You know what? We're going to go to a break and I'm going to finish out my thoughts about investors. So ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor, wherever you're at, go ahead and like or thumbs up the show. If you're on any, I mean, we push this podcast out to a lot of different places. So if that place has the ability to comment, if you're finding us on Amazon and you can leave us a review, please do so. We'd greatly appreciate it. It means the world to me and John put our heart and soul into the show. And we'd love it if you give us a little bit of uh, love back. Um, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Build next generation WordPress forms with WS Form, the only fully responsive, no code form plugin. Choose from over 60 feature rich field types, conditional logic, repeaters, calculations, and more than 65 integrations to build intuitive, accessible forms. Upgrade your form plugin today at wsform.com. Use coupon code WPTONIC for 20% off any WS Form edition. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back with the Mail Right Show. John and I are super excited to talk to you. What we're gonna before we went to the break, I started talking about one of the main markets that you want to try to appeal to, no matter what level of real estate that you're in, is the investment market. 
a lot of like real estate people and and the average citizens are complaining about the Airbnb revolution, which is very much going to be in place as the pandemic lightens up and it's going to ignore the market conditions. In other words, it doesn't matter what the interest rates are. A person that's buying a home for an Airbnb is going to buy that note no matter like at any price because especially since there's been an inventory shortage. So as inventory comes up, some of you are going to notice like Indianapolis and other markets that are kind of surprising. There are major second home markets, major investment markets, major Airbnb investor markets. How do you get in front of these people? How do you advertise to them? Well, the answer, at least partially, is um, putting a property management flag. If your business starts to slow a lot, you're looking for ways to increase your revenue uh, and stay working inside the real estate space, property management leasing homes. A lot of luxury agents in LA have already pivoted to the thirty dollars or $45,000 a month lease. I have quite a few clients who are moving a few of those. As people are sitting here treading water waiting for the market to change, that doesn't mean that people that have the money are stopping leasing a property. They're out there leasing a property. So what, what does that mean for the agent who's like, trying to figure out how to make revenue. Well, if you're selling a $30,000 or $45,000 lease, you're making 10 or 20 grand like on the commission side. Plus, you're probably making about $5,000 a month off the lease. So every single, especially if you've signed an agreement that says that if that person who's leasing the property has a problem, they call you the real estate agent for those kinds of agreements. Most of the agents that I know that are writing those agreements are literally making between two and $5,000 a month. So you only have to do two or three of those in order to actually make a fairly decent stabilizing income inside the real estate space. Um, property management. None of us really want to do it. Um, I get it. So if you're listening to this show and you're going, oh my sweet Jesus, why would I want to do that? There is a... Second, there's a way to do property management, especially if you're dealing with the Airbnb investors that I find to be kind of interesting. That way is to set up a process in which you essentially pay another standalone service. You attach a very small pad between you and them and become the person that is getting the call from the client. That's what your job is. You get the phone call. But you can advertise that you're an Airbnb concierge investment advisor. This is why do I keep hammering away at this? John, do you have any idea? Well, because um, there's a lot of people looking at that particular part of the sector to invest in. It's so Airbnb's numbers are going up dramatically every, every month. Uh, all the investment services and advisors that I follow are talking about Airbnb a lot. Um, I've been using Airbnb. People are coming off the bench to travel and are using Airbnb. The, the unit that I stayed in in Berlin, John, had been off the market for two and a half years. I was the first person to get back in it. Like, And that's not uncommon. People are starting to come around and resume their pre-pandemic behavior, both on the travel side and the property leasing side. Now, as the market heats back up. There were a lot of people that got stuck holding the bad bag during the pandemic. A lot of entrepreneurs had built up major businesses with Airbnb and they suffered. 
But that doesn't mean that they went out of business entirely. They've been sitting on the sidelines waiting for the green light so that they can rebuild those businesses back up. That's where the local market for real estate agents comes in. People buying, selling, moving, leasing homes, especially in that second home market. There is a lot of business there, even in the really like traditionally unexciting Midwestern markets where you don't perceive them in your brain as a tourist destination. Well, all sorts of places have been becoming explosive growth market due to like remote work. Like I think even Reno is growing way fast. Well, Reno has Tesla, so never mind. Take Take Reno out of the equation. But I've been talking to some people like in Wellspring, Ohio, and they're talking about getting a lot of transplants. Tubac, Arizona, again, a massive amount of transplants. Both these cities are a ways away from any major metro place. They have decent internet. That's it. Like Tubac is 5,000 people. So people are really starting to stretch their wings and look into places that would surprise you. So if you're listening to this show and you're sitting here going, well, Robert, I don't know that I live in a like a super exciting marketplace, you might very well be the person that I'm speaking to today. Um, what do you think, John? If you had that, let, let's do a fun experiment. John, mm-hmm. let's pretend that you weren't already a remote worker and you could just pick up and work, live wherever you want to, which obviously you do. You chose Reno. Why? I don't know, but you did. And so you chose Reno, but let's just say you're going to do it all over again, right? You're going to do it again. You can work anywhere in the world that you want. And you're going to look for a beautiful spot that appeals to you personally at a decent cost. Would you consider like just picking up and going someplace else? Like, and if so, where would you go? Not Reno. Not Reno. Um, well, I probably would look because I'm into skiing. So I probably would look at one of the, I always, I, uh, and I want to make it very clear, listeners and viewers, I'm not giving any investment advice here, nor is Robert. <laughs> we are not investment professionals at all. So we are just giving our opinions. I've always liked capital cities um, and and the less well-known capital cities. And I live in Carson City, which is the capital city of Nevada, but a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And um, like, like Washington State, I think the capital city of Washington State is Olympia. And um, there's a, quite a few capital. Why I like them, they tend to be more stable markets, um, because of the state workers that work there, they tend to be more secure. Carson City is a lot more safer than Reno because you've got the capital police, you've got the sheriff, and you've got the state troopers. All, mm-hmm. all their headquarters are based here. You find that in other capital cities as well. Um so I, I think some of these capital cities that tend not not always, um, but there's a lot of them. They're not the major city or metropolitan area in that particular state. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, Denver is the capital, but 
there's some satellite cities in the Denver area. Um, I would probably, Washington's a little bit difficult because I'm not a fan of low cloud coverage <laughs> because I lived in London, folks, and um, that's one of the things I want you to get away from is like five months of low cloud cover um, with drizzle most days. Um not that appealing. So Seattle isn't that appealing to me. Um, and um, it can't be too hot, unlike R- Rob loves the heat. Um, I'm English. If it gets into the middle to high 90s, I'm suffering. And if it goes above 100, I'm dying. So um, I don't want somewhere like Florida and humidity. Mixing it, mixing a high temperature with humidity is... Bad news for me. I can't function, basically. So I didn't quite answer that, but I think I gave some useful information, did I not, Robert? I think I think you answered the question double or triply over. So effectively, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to talk to you about creative ways to zhuzz up your real estate business and change your perspective. Listen, John and I have been chomping at the bit for the market to change, really. I've been chomping at the bit for the market to change because I can't buy a home in Southern California and uh, I would really like to. So um, at some point for me and many other people that I know, prices have to come down a bit and I'm not going to compromise and, and move into a condo. I, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of sharing walls with anybody. So you have the guys and gals like me who've been waiting for a long time to potentially invest in a home, primary residence in a city that they love. But beyond that, what are the opportunities in the real estate business? And I think that some of the opportunities we've already discussed. Now, here's some the opportunities that we all hate to love, but you love them you should. The marketplace is coming to... Most mortgage companies are grinding to a screaming halt. So far in my database of customers, I've already had three previous mortgage brokers call me and basically say they're out of business. They're closing shop. Uh, Can't get refis. So usually with mortgage companies, 30, 40, 50% of your business. New home loans have slowed down too. So between all of those things, like... You have to be a somewhat specialized mortgage company or a very big mortgage company in order to be writing a lot of mortgages. So a lot of that business is suffering, but it's temporary because eventually as people realize they can't finance out and no doubt that arm loans are still popular, as the rate raises and you raise into a rate that will be two to 300% more than what it was when you took on the note, even wealthy people will start to back out of their loans. It is too much money. What does that mean? That means that short sales and REOs and all those things, they are going to be here, probably start in the first quarter of next year. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you have any kind of experience with bank-owned homes or short sales, any financial trouble related to real estate, now, now, right now is the time to start talking about it and sending out emails 
and hitting your social media with the occasional comment. Now is the time to start prepping and talking to people so that when it comes up to top of mind, you are the first person that they call or message. And of course, John, is there money in that business? Oh, no, not at all. Sorry, that was English sarcasm. Sorry. Right. There's a ton of money in it. There's a ton of money in it. The, The paperwork is similar. There's obviously the stress of dealing with the homeowners. That's why a lot of people stay away from it. It's not very glorious business, but it's extremely profitable. And if you are an extremely resolution-minded person with an even temperament, oftentimes you can help people out in the most difficult point of their life. Like you're, you're going to be um, somebody that can make a very complicated, very scary thing easier and less complicated, which means that in my, in my mind, when I look at that, that equation, I go, there's a rep, like an opportunity for success. So we've covered all the bases, John, is there, I've covered the bases that I could think of just off the top of my head. Do you have anything that you'd like to add on the subject? Well, I think there's a couple of quick things. I think Starlink from Elon is changing the market because with Starlink, remote areas that really um, he's just um, announced that they're doing a partnership with T-Mobile. They're bringing that out. So when if you have T-Mobile, this won't happen. It won't start rolling out until the end of next year. So this is this is this isn't on the radar now, but in the next eighteen months, two years, I think it will change things quite considerably. So when you're in a remote area and you're with T-Mobile and it's starting to fail, you'll be able automatically you're going to be put onto the Starlink satellite system. And it's already on the West Coast to some extent. I think it is changing the market because a lot of these remote workers and a lot of them are being forced back into offices or it's been utilised as a way of calling the workforce without actually making formal um, job cuts. They're just using it as a way of getting rid of some people. Um, But... This will change the market. To the other factor is the environment. You know um, that lovely house in in Northern California or in the forest. Um, you can't get insurance. Um, um, these fires in Northern California, in Oregon, um, they're not going to get better. These floods. Um, would I really want to buy a beach house um, in Florida? I personally probably wouldn't, would not want, or in Texas or any of the Gulf Coast states. Would I particularly want to buy? Um, probably not. But you, your appetite for um, risk um, might be higher. Um <laughs> But you know, there's a there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there, but there's going to be a lot of ways of losing money at the same time. It's just that, and if you can put yourself in front of the right people at the right time with the right services, you'll be okay. Well, that's um, 
tremendous insight from my from my podcast partner John. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap up the show. And uh, if any of you would like to send in, here's what I'd love to do. If any of you are listening to the show, and John, I I know that we talk about. For me personally, it's rare that I get feedback on the show. Well, mm-hmm. I had a young lady call me. Oh, good. Uh, her name was Tam, 23 year old uh, luxury real estate agent here in mm-hmm. Southern California who had somehow found the MailRite show and literally called me cold based on just the show. Looked me up and then 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 decided that she wanted to speak to me. Uh, and she had some interesting observations. So here's one of them. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm very worried there. <laughs> well, it was just, uh, she told me that I need to, the observations from me personally. She said, I don't let people know who I am enough. So I'm the founder of Inbound REM, a 14-year veteran. You can find me at inboundrem.com. You can go to the contact forum or the about page and learn more about me. John, if people would like to do the same for you, how would they go about that? It's really easy. Going to mail-right.com. You can book a, a free chat with me or my partner, Adam. We're more than happy to have a chat with you about any of your concerns about marketing. And it's totally free and it's not a hard sell. Um, I'm totally happy and so is Adam to have a chat with you and you come back in a year or two years, that's fine. Beautiful. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, um, my goodness, we really appreciate you joining us and we hope we were provided some value. If we didn't provide from that value, I was leading into find my website, come, leave the comment somewhere. We will retort. We will respond. All right. With that, take us offline, sir. 